Thank you for joining us down the other path. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce you to the Folklore Podcast. Hello, I'm Mark Norman, folklore researcher and author, and the creator and host of the Folklore Podcast. Running for seven seasons so far, and with over one and a half million downloads behind it, the Folklore Podcast is ranked as one of the most respected shows in its genre, bringing you free access to the world's experts in folklore. Visit www.thefolklorepodcast.com or find us in your podcast app of choice. The Feathered Ogre is made possible with the support of the Embassy of Italy to Canada. We are grateful for their support. Welcome to Odyssey Theatre's The Other Path, a series of haunting, sometimes darkly mischievous audio dramas. Our journeys, inspired by fantastical tales from the past, are set in imaginative landscapes of the present. Thanks for joining me, Bruce Spinney, for a walk down the path less traveled. Let's stroll along the boardwalk in this coastal town of Orco. On the right, empty storefronts and paint-chipped siding, remnants of better times. On the left, the river dividing the town. Here we stand in the present, but over there, across the water, we step into the past. Have you ever been back to your hometown? Ever faced what you left behind? The people, the dreams, the magic you once believed in? Soon you'll meet Lucy, who's about to confront her old ghosts. But first, I think I'll stop for a drink in that bar. Care to join me? Here is Daniel Peretti's The Feathered Ogre. This episode contains coarse language, a monster, a captive female, a drunkard, and cruelty to animals. Listener discretion is advised. Headphones are recommended. I had this dream the night before last. My old friend Anna was standing over a cauldron on a hearth in a cave. Her face was totally blank, like she was a robot. I woke up trembling. I hadn't seen Anna in 10 years, so I looked her up. Five years ago, she disappeared. We grew up in a little town called Orco. I moved to the city after high school because there was nothing for me or, or anybody in Orco. Anna thought I was being arrogant. She was my best friend back then. I had to know what happened to her. So I went back for the first time in a decade. I asked around and found myself in a dive bar in one of those parts of town where our parents told us not to hang out. Hey there. What are you drinking? 
I'm looking for Ron Guidi. Runs the hotel down the road? Hang on. Do I know you? I don't think so. I heard Guidi might be here. Okay. That's him in the corner booth. With the pit stains? And the bags under his eyes? It's not a good time to own hotels. What with the recession? His daughter went missing. You heard anything about that? Not a thing. Here's another question. Why is it so hard to get anybody to talk in this town? I don't know. Maybe it's your weird big city vibe? I have a weird vibe? You're all business. No small talk. We're a little more relaxed here. Why does that matter? I'm just trying to find my friend. You knew Anna? It was a while ago, but yeah. We were best friends. Come on. Well, Guidi there thinks she crossed the river. Seriously? Yeah. He went over there, pounding indoors, flipping vendor carts at the market. Came home with nothing. Is the east side still, you know, medieval? I guess. Nobody's crossed since Guidi. Thanks. I'll go say hello. I've got it. You're Lucy Verde. I'm Angelo Girardi. We went to high school together. Oh, yeah. I heard you became kind of a big shot, right? Then some multi-million dollar deal went sour and you lost your job? It wasn't quite like that. As my old man always said, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Thanks again. Fools rush in. I heard that sort of thing a million times in Orco. That's one reason I left. If you're gonna make it big, you've gotta take risks. Anyway, I crossed that empty bar to pick the scab off of an old man's wound. Mr. Guidi? Do you remember me? Go away. I was friends with Anna. I've come to help. You're five years too late. Wait. I do know you. I want to know why you think Anna is across the river. You want to know? Lucy Verdi. She told me how the two of you planned to sneak across the river back when you were teenagers. I was so glad when you left town. What happened when you went to the east side? Nothing happened. They just said the ogre took her. <laughs> the ogre? Nobody above the age of five believes those fairy tales. That's what they told me. They didn't even bother denying that she'd been there. I'm going to find out what happened to her. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna find out. <laughs> Bring me a feather from the ogre's back while you're at it. <laughs> Orko split down the middle by the river. 
I grew up on the west side. Typical blue-collar town. Folks on the east side, however, never embraced the modern world. I wasn't exaggerating when I said medieval. No electricity, no cars, nothing. The two sides don't get along, to put it mildly. That made me nervous about crossing the river. But that's what had to be done. So I went down to the dock. When the ferryman saw me, he jumped up in his boat and started waving his hands. Miss? You there? Hello? Yes, you. Can you please toss me that stick there? Sure. I'll bring it to you. Oh, thank you. Now I can whittle again. How much for a ride to the east side? Oh, the ferry isn't running today. What? Why not? A variety of reasons. I'm looking for Anna Guidi, the woman who disappeared about five years ago. Were you running the ferry then? Perhaps Miss Guidi's disappearance is one of the reasons the ferry isn't running. What do you know about Anna? Nothing. I don't buy that for a second. It's true. I simply ferried her across the river. She went into town. I know nothing beyond that. Doesn't her disappearance bother you? It does very much. Thus, the ferry is closed. Look, just take me across, all right? You are not welcome on the eastern shore. I'm not going to sue you. I'll pay you double. Oh. Uh, 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 all right. But you've been warned. You must not be making much money. You speak a right, milady. Milady? Folk on both shores have cause to remain where they are. Maybe I can help smooth things over. What if you work with market vendors? to offer a discount to people who take your ferry. Thank you for your sage advice. We have reached the eastern shore, but I must once more implore you to turn back. I am not giving up on Anna. You could come with me. Keep me out of trouble. I cannot. It's not like you've got other fares. I can't. I'll pay triple your fee. I can't leave my boat. I was cursed by the ogre. He wished to cross, but I fled from him. When next I boarded the ferry, I could no longer disembark. Again with the ogre? Seriously? You can't blame your problems on fairy tale creatures. You know nothing about it. I stepped ashore once. My skin blistered as if burned by a hot iron, a pain only assuaged by returning to my ferry. Okay, look, I I'm sorry. I meant what I said about helping you with your business. Thank you, but you may as well bring me a feather from the ogre's back. Again with the ogre's feather. 
I vaguely recalled a rhyme we used to say as kids. But before I could piece it together, I was staring up at the east side for the first time. The houses were clustered close together. Shuttered windows, no screens, no glass. All with smoke coming out the chimneys. The air felt cool and crisp with a hint of fresh baked bread. I caught a glimpse of someone inside, but when she saw me, she pulled the shutters closed. The other people didn't seem to notice me. They wore the most amazing beaded leather. As kids, the east side was all Anna and I dreamed of. Supposedly, you could get anything here. Magical potions, seven league boots, witches' brooms. For a second, I could believe the magic was real. Then, I came to the market square. I saw more beaded leather, lush tapestries, leather satchels that looked like they'd last a hundred years. But no one was buying. A woman was beating the dust out of a rug that would have cost thousands across the river. Vendors just sat behind their stalls, eyes on the cobblestones. Except for one who was staring at me. Your clothes mark you as a West Sider. There's nothing for you here. My friend vanished five years ago. I'm here to find out what happened. Uh -huh. <laughs> the ogre got her. It takes one every few decades. Your friend brought us half a lifetime's peace. Don't meddle with that. The ogre? I say again. Nothing for you here! Go home! Several others now joined him. Though I felt like a coward, I ran! Full speed through a maze of narrow passages. I stopped for breath in a quaint square with a gigantic fountain. Its top must have been 15 feet in the air with dragon head spouts and a base lined with mermaids. A man sat there, head in his hands, sobbing. My demeanor. What's wrong? Pay me no mind. The wound is an old one, recently opened when travelers came with money to spend, and I had nothing to sell them. <laughs> What's your product? This fountain's waters once soothed the soul. People came from far and wide to drink from my cups. But the fountain ran dry years ago. A jackhammer would get that water flowing in no time. 
Is that one of your West Side machines that bleats like a thousand sheep? And you could probably get a bottling company involved, get it to some other markets. But that would stop travelers from coming here. How else would we hear news of other lands or buy what wares we cannot make ourselves? I seem to have offended you. I should not lose my temper. You do not know our ways. Listen, I'm here looking for someone. She vanished five years ago. <gasps> All anyone will tell me is that the ogre took her. Then she is best forgotten. Hang on. You know something. You've got to tell me. I can't. I don't know what else he would do to me. Who? The ogre. He cursed my fountain. One night, five years ago, I saw him carrying off a woman. The next day, my fountain ran dry. You saw her being kidnapped? Tell me where she is. The risk is too great. He took my friend. He gave me the directions to the mountain path. I told him I'd try to help him somehow. He cried, and said that I might as well get him a feather from the ogre while I was at it. That was the third time I'd heard that one. The climb was a slog, and soon the path wound along the side of a steep cliff. That's when I heard footsteps. I turned, and there he was. Green skin, like rotting flesh. Eyes like saucers, frog's eyes, on top of his head. The feathers stuck up from his back, shimmering blue and green. I hadn't believed, but now I had no choice. He raised a spiked club, and startled as I was, I managed to back out of the way of his swing. He might have hit me with a second swing if I hadn't had the luck to trip and fall flat on my back. Swung a third time. I scrambled away. The club slammed on the ground. Then, another stroke of luck saved me. Weakened by the ogre's blow, the ledge between us slid down the side of the mountain and took me with it. Get down here. You're supposed to be my dinner. I landed on a ledge not far down, but far enough. He couldn't see me in the twilight. Not wanting to risk climbing in the darkness, I stayed put. That night, I dreamt of Anna boiling cabbages in a cave while the ogre leered at her. At dawn, I climbed to the path and shortly found a huge iron door in the mountainside. Not sure how to proceed, I took cover to think. That's when I noticed the view. The rising sun washed everything in a pinkish gold. The old village below looked like the paradise I'd always imagined it to be. When I was a kid, the river seemed so wide, like the other side was a different country. From up here, it looked like an easy swim. I felt like I was seeing the western shore for the first time. I hadn't known it was so beautiful. I used to think the abandoned factories and parking lots were eyesores. 
But now, I hardly saw them amid the trees. My hometown looked like a deep, dark forest. How much charm had I missed out on by spending my childhood trying to escape? The ogre emerged from the cave. As hideous as ever. And have them cabbages boiled before I'm back. The ogre had left the door open, and I wondered at that. I crept inside, and there she was, exactly as she'd been in my dream, cooking over a hearth. Oh, hello there. You must be on a journey. I can give you some bread and water, but then you'd best be on your way. The ogre has gone, but he might return any moment. Anna? Don't you recognize me? Who is Anna? It's me, Lucy, your best friend. I'm here to rescue you. Let's go. Run away? Oh, I couldn't possibly. But we have to go now. You said yourself he could be back any time. I grabbed her wrist and pulled her through the door. Outside, her skin started sizzling. She passed out. Now I got what the ferryman had been talking about. I dragged her back inside. She began to heal at once, but didn't wake till early afternoon. You're still here? I get it now. You're, you're cursed. Cursed or not, now that I have recovered, you should go. I am not leaving without you. But why? I live here and always have. You only think that because of the curse. Don't you want to leave? I dare not. While you were sleeping, I remembered this old rhyme kids used to sing. Ogre magic is the worst. Beware his wrath or feel his curse. But a feather from the ogre's back Something, something you shall not lack. I can't remember that part, but I don't think it matters. It's the next part that's important. But if you think you're very clever and want to bind him for forever, make him drink his own brew first. The spell's reversed and he is cursed. How does the ogre curse someone? He brews a potion with his feathers. Then we'll have to trick him into making some. The ogre's mind is as sharp as boiled cabbage, but we must be careful not to arouse his suspicions. After that, she told me about the ogre. I told her about the ferryman and the fountain owner. All the while, I tried to get her to remember who she was. Without success. Our plan wasn't airtight, but before we knew it, we were out of time. under the bed, and listen closely to what is said. If cabbages smell tasty, we especially cook with this rat what I call. Under the bed, I couldn't see him, and for that, I was glad. The rat will certainly make supper... memorable. 
You should have seen it. The rats scurrying about the rocks. Me, hot on its tail. Let's get it, Before long, they sat down to their meal. The sounds made me wretch, but at least they were done quickly. got the ogre to sleep. It wasn't long before she plucked the first feather. Woman! You ripped out me feather! What was that for? Forgive me. I was plagued by a nightmare and, upon waking, reached out to you for comfort. What nightmare? I dreamt a man had a fountain whereby he made his livelihood. But now the waters no longer flow, and the man does nothing but weep. Ain't no nightmare at all. He saw me. He saw me come by and he tried to hide. I dropped a feather down the fountain's spout, planted up. So, all he must do is dig out the feather and the waters will flow? Person simple. Diggers and ain't. The feather turned to a serpent down there. He must lure the serpent out with a bowl of sugared milk. Then kill it. A serpent? Aye. Me feathers are... What's the word? Versatile. Bury one, and it become a snake. Oh. Put one in a lake, it become a fish. <laughs> one in a tree, become a bird. How clever you are. I, I was proud of that one. Now, let me sleep. Husband, I've had another horrible dream. Keep it to yourself. But you were so comforting last time. Well, what dreamt you this time? I dreamt a man rode a ferry boat across the river, there and back, again and again, never setting foot on land for years without end. It was horrible. Ah, 
you've got a sight, you have. Tis no dream, but fact. The ferryman ran from me a few years back, so I left a feather under his seat, and now he can't leave. To escape, you must simply remove the feather? Told you, cursing's easy, decursing ain't. If your man wants to be free, he's got to hop out before his passenger. That leaves the passengers stuck on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very clever. Of course it is. Now let me sleep. <clears throat> out of this bed, rotten or hide. Very well, my sweet husband. But one more dream, please. I promise not to wake you again. Oh, fine. I dreamt I was crossing the river. I feel the waves rocking me back and forth. And I'm afraid I'll never get home again. But I've lived in this cave forever, haven't I? Ogre, tell me. Who is Anna? Anna, is that your name? Huh. I never knew. Nor cared. Why should I? Not one of you wives ever asked what my name is. There were others! Of course! I try to ask nicely for a wife, but you villagers always hide when I come to town. Except you. You was just out. Walking round. <laughs> it's cruel to laugh at me. Oh, I'm not laughing at you. Your dreams got me blood gushing. Makes me want to toss out a few more purses. You are cruel then? No more than anyone else. The ogre woke me as he stomped around in the morning, gathering supplies from the crevices of his cave. Soon, he had a cursed brew boiling, and we sighed with relief that the first part of our plan had worked. Make sure to take the cursed brew off the flame before the sun is over them trays. Don't boil them cabbages over long. They get motion. I will make sure not to. He's gone. Now take the feathers and go. Oh, we're so close. I have an idea about how you can escape. Your curse seems like the ferryman's, right? It does. He's confined to his boat and me to this cave. But to leave someone in my place would be cruel. Not someone, but maybe something. While Anna tended to the potion and the cabbage stew, I went on a hunt. It took hours to trap a rat. It felt bad, but there was plenty of food in the cave. Soon, it was safely hidden in the larder with a sack of grain. The cursed potion is brewed and the stew is boiled. All I need is something to carry it in. Do you have a jar? 
this wineskin would be best. Perfect. You ready? After further consideration, I'm staying. I know you're scared, but your father is a wreck. He needs you to come home. I have a father? I filled the wineskin and we were good to go. When she emerged into the sunlight, she paused and laughed with joy when she saw no sign of the curse. With that, we were off. I had hoped her memory would return, but she still didn't know me. We stayed clear of the path, so it was hard going. As quickly as possible, we slid down the mountain and into town. At the fountain, the owner sat much as I'd left him the day before. You again? And you found your friend. The ogre's on his way. If you see him, tell him we're taking the ferry. We'll handle it from there. Also, there's a snake blocking your spring water. Place a bowl of sugared milk near the spout to lure it out. Kill it and your troubles are over. Oh, and here, a feather from the ogre. Thank you. I am in your debt. I have an idea of how you can pay me back. You can't hide from me, wife. But it'll have to wait. We got to the ferry in a flash. He took us back to the western shore, asking question after question. But I kept quiet. There was a part of the plan I hadn't shared with Anna. Here we are, ladies. Safe and sound. Up you go, Anna. Is that the ogre at the eastern dock? It is. Quickly, pass me your cloak and vest. Lucy, please don't. I don't know this place. Please come with me. Why would you do this for me? Because... I don't know. Because I can help. For once, I can help. Anna, I won't be long. You're going to be okay, I promise. But just in case, your father's name is Ronald Guidi. He's at a bar half a kilometer down the road. He'll take care of you. Now, ferryman, I'll take the helm. He looked skeptical. I could see him shaking and he took several deep breaths to prepare. At last, he lunged off the ferry. Ha! I'm free! Ha <laughs> He didn't look back, but he shouted from a hundred yards away. Thank you! Anna had crumpled to her knees on the dock, tears streaming down her face. It hurt me to leave her like that with no memory of her home, but the ogre was too big a loose end to leave dangling. I started back to the east side, where the ogre waited for me. Don't tell him you brought me here. They want to get away. Get moving.
assumed a regular ferryman? Yes, sir. Here, I wish to make up for my tardiness in collecting you. In this wineskin is a hearty stool. It's yours if you like. What is that boiled cabbage I smell? It is. Mm. That'll do. This? Only the old feathers. Where are you going? With Lucy? Anna, help me up. I panicked and I had to bail. But you made it. And he's trapped. Why? You get in this boat right now! We're going home! You can't tell me what to do anymore! I'm free! Ah, for now! We'll all get off this boat soon enough! I don't think so! You see, that was your own cursing brew you drank! You'll be staying right where you are for a long time to come! Huh? My skin! Bloody curse! Not wanting to take any chances, we ran from the boat straight to the bar. We found Anna's father in his usual booth. Mr. Guidi? I found her. Anna? My dear girl, I is it really you? Lucy says you are my father. I'm sorry, I don't remember you. Mr. Guidi, I hoped seeing you might unblock Anna's memory. Hey folks, what can I get you? Oh, is that you, Anna? Not now, Angelo. Lucy, is there anything that you can do? Unblock. Unclog. Hey! Maybe you have two curses, Anna. The first was like the ferryman's, right? Yes. So the second might be like the fountain owner's. You mean there's a serpent inside me? Angelo, have you got milk and sugar? Will half and half work? We boiled the cream and sugar. Anna leaned over the bowl to inhale the steam. We waited for an eternity until... Is that a frog? I'll get it! Gross! Dad? Is this real? Is it you? You remember! Oh, my sweet girl, you remember. I'm so, so sorry for driving you off. Can you forgive me? Oh, Dad. And thank you, Lucy. I'm sorry for the way I treated you. Lucy, I can't believe you came back for me. Thank you. 
What are friends for? I mean it, Anna. We spent the evening at Angelo's bar, playing Remember When? Eventually the ferryman came in, and I put the last phase of my plan into action. A few days later, I picked up Anna and took her down to the dock. Hey, why'd you bring me here? There's some people coming from the east side, and I thought it'd be nice to have some company while I wait. Besides, this is partly your doing. What do you mean? <laughs> well, if you hadn't gone over there, I wouldn't have either. And I wouldn't have met the fountain owner. And he wouldn't have helped me convince some of the artisans who make the beaded leather to listen to my ideas. Wait a second. Did you go back across? On the ferry? Not only is the ogre stuck there on the ferry, he can't harm any of the passengers. Well, can you help all those people about to arrive? They've got top-notch stuff. I'll try to find them buyers, and who knows? I might even convince them that the West isn't such a bad place. Won't you need to be in town for all that? I kind of miss this place. Maybe Orko and I deserve another chance. You have heard The Feathered Ogre by Daniel Peretti. Peretti's play was inspired by the Italian folktale of the same name. The Feathered Ogre was directed by Odyssey Theatre's artistic director, Laurie Stephen. This episode features Paul Amato as Mr. Guidi, Jesse Black as Angelo and the Ogre, Shondell Gambles as Anna, Sherry Maracle as Lucy, and Scott McCullough as the ferryman, the fountaineer, and the market seller. Dramaturgy by Laurie Stephen and Janet Irwin. Music supervisor and editor, Craig McConnell. Supervising sound designer, Damien Kearns at 217 Audio. The Feathered Ogre was recorded at Spence Thomas Audio Post in Toronto. Additional assistance provided by Yves Beauchamp, Matteo Similero, Chelsea Fawcett, John Forster, Ben Langell, Ben Ramos-Salzburg, Patton Rodriguez, Katie Smick, Jennifer Stobert, and Ben Thomas. The Other Path is produced by Odyssey Theatre. Odyssey Theatre operates in Ottawa, Canada, within the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabe peoples. If you'd like to discover more about the artists and artistry behind The Other Path, and to support the series, visit our website theotherpath.ca. And be sure to say hi on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook by searching Odyssey Theatre. Please recommend us to your friends. The Canada Council, the Ontario Arts Council, the City of Ottawa, and the generous contributions from you, our listeners, helped make The Other Path possible. Until next time, venture down the path less traveled. <laughs>